ELC Radio. Love God. Lift others. Welcome to Elevate Life Church. To Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's Senior Pastor Sergio Lamone. jump in here. Second Corinthians chapter six, 15 through 18. It's in the, in the passion translation and the passion translation is just kind of an everyday English translation. So if it looks a little different on your phone, that's all this is. Second uh, Corinthians six, 15, it says this for indeed, we are the temple of the living God. Just as God has said, I will make my home in them and walk among them. Tell your neighbor, that's me. Tell your other neighbor, that's you. He's in us and he's moving among us. Do y'all see that? Let's keep going. He says, I will be their God and they will be my people. For this reason, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch nothing that is unclean and I'll embrace you. I will be a true father to you and you will be my beloved sons and daughters, says the Lord Yahweh Almighty. Let's go ahead and pray. Holy Spirit, we need you today. Jesus often prayed, let those that have ears, let them hear and let those that have eyes open their eyes of their understanding. And I ask you to do that today, Father, because your word is life. Your word is what we need. Something you say today might be what gets us through our week. And we open up our hearts and our minds right now. We take authority over every demonic spirit or every demonic presence that wants to distract or it wants to steal the planting of the word into our hearts. We ask for your anointing today that breaks yokes, the anointing to preach and pull down strongholds within our minds. Let it be present today as we open up our hearts to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Second Corinthians 6, it's a powerful scripture. There's so many great truths in here that I want to point out. And, you know, you got to understand how incredible it is when God says, I will make my home among them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. You know, Satan wants nothing more than to get you away from the people of God. Now, y'all didn't hear me when I said that right there. See, Satan, what he wants to do? He wants to isolate you and your family. 
There's a lot of Christians out there, and I say it all the time, and you need to beware of this lie because it comes straight from the devil himself. I don't need to go to church to be a Christian. Listen, you better get that kind of thinking out of your mind. You better stop thinking like that. You better not listen to folks when they start telling you that stuff because that idea comes from Satan. It doesn't come from God, and it most definitely doesn't come from his word. Can I get an amen on that? You know where it comes from? It comes from people who get hurt by other people. And their answer to being hurt is, if people hurt me, then I'm going to avoid people. But in case you did not know, you're in for a very sad existence if you adapt that kind of thinking. Can I get an amen on that? People can hurt you. People will hurt you. It's a part of life. But we serve a God that is a healer. One of the names in the Bible of God is Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah, my healer. So when you hurt me, God heals me. Come on, somebody. Amen. When you get hurt, God heals me. God heals you. So we can't fear people because if you fear people, you're in trouble. If you're afraid of getting hurt, can I help somebody today? Don't get married. Don't get married. If you're afraid of getting hurt, don't have kids. If you're afraid of getting hurt, go by yourself on some mountain and just go live over there, Grizzly Adams. Because people are going to hurt you. Life is going to hurt you. So that kind of thinking that says, well, I, I don't need anybody. It's just me and Jesus. No, it's not. Jesus said, I'm leaving. When he resurrected after dying on the cross, being in the grave three days, he says, I'm leaving and I'm sending the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to come and birth my church. He goes, it's better that I leave so the Holy Spirit can come and build the church. Why? Because the church is the atmosphere for Christians. And everything must have an atmosphere. What happens if you take a fish out of the water? It dies. What happens when you take animals out of their natural habitat? Well, most of them, they'll either die, or listen to this, or if they don't die, they can't reproduce. There are so many animals that when you put them in a zoo, they can't reproduce. They'll live, but they'll never be able to reproduce. Why? Because they need a certain atmosphere. And you and I need a certain atmosphere. Now, what is that atmosphere? 2 Corinthians tells us right here. That God says, we're the temple of the living God. I will make my home in them and walk among them. It doesn't say I will make my home in you and walk among you. It says his home is in them, plural. So do you know where the presence of God is? When we gather together. That's where the presence of God is strongest. When we're together When we're coming in together, God makes his home there. So the biggest thing you got to do every week is you got to fight to come amongst them. Can I get an amen on that? Because here's the other part here. I will make my home in them. And where is God walking? Among us. Ooh, you better watch where you're stepping in here. 
He's walking in here right now. So you're looking at me preaching, but the Holy Spirit's going aisle to aisle. And he's saying, you getting this? You better write that down. Why ain't you taking notes? Are you hearing this? You better start treating her better. You know, he starts saying all these things. I mean, he's walking. And if you know anything about the spirit of God, he's a speaking spirit. He's a speaking spirit. How did he create the world? Spoke it. He's a speaking spirit. And he's here. So the thing we've got to start valuing more and more is the gathering. Why do you think sleep feels so good on a Sunday morning? It ain't like this any other time of the week. It's like it's extra sweet. About 5 a.m., 6 a.m., you're, in the, you're sleeping your best sleep of your life, and that alarm goes off. And some people, they, don't ever, they, 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 they give in to that. But it's because the enemy don't want you in this atmosphere. Now, let's keep going. Let's keep going. So I will be their God. They will be my people. And for this reason, listen to this now. You got to come out from among them and be separate. So there's two thems here. There's the them that is us. And then there's the them that is them. And there's a word here that the Bible talks about that is translated Come out from among them and be holy, is what one translation says. But what holiness is, is basically this, separation. Separation. What God wants for you and I is he wants us to leave worldliness and the world behind. Now, I want to bring some great clarity to this because for generations, I believe the church got this wrong. Because there are many of us, if you're over 30 or 40, you maybe were exposed to churches that they treated the world like it was the plague. And the church, what they did, instead of trying to reach and save the world, okay, instead of trying to win the world, they left the world. That's why some of you went to churches where there was a service on Sunday morning and a service on Sunday night. And then there was damas at Tuesday night. And then there was praise and worship uh, uh, or the midweek service on Wednesday night. And then on Thursday night, it was the youth service that everybody in the church came to. I feel so sorry for those youth because they would go to their youth meetings and mom and dad are sitting in the last row. How many remember those churches? Some of y'all remember them churches? And, And so every night of the week, there was something because the mentality was God has said, come out from among them. Can I just tell you something? That's not what the scripture is talking about. Tell your neighbor, thank God. So that's not what we're talking about. And that's what the old saints did. You know, and and when you talk to those pastors, their mentality was we got to give people stuff to do so they don't get into trouble. So, I mean, some people grew up in church. They were in church almost every night. And you know what the result of that was? They never reached anybody. They never won the lost. So their churches, instead of growing, they shrunk. And you drive by churches today that were one day, well, they used to be packed. Now they're empty. Now in their churches, they have 20 people because everybody died. And they didn't win anybody else. And you know why they didn't win anybody else? Because they didn't interact with anybody else. Their kids didn't play Little League because they are always in church. Their daughter didn't get to join ballet because they were always in church. So they never met anybody new. 
They never did anything. They became weird. Oh, come on, somebody. When fashion was the way it was, not in our church. How many went to a church like that? Ladies still had hairdos from the 60s, even though it was the 90s. And it wasn't retro. Don't even get twisted. It wasn't retro. It's just that the last time they was in the world, that was hitting. So then they got saved. They left the world, and boy, did they leave the world. And everything, they were still in their game. Dudes had suits, you know, just from the 70s. And, and, and it wasn't retro. It was, that was what it was like when they were out there. And preachers would get up, and they would say things. I remember hearing a preacher one time, and he was describing football like he was from another planet. And, and he was getting up and he's going, some of y'all don't come to church because of that game that's on the TV. You know, that game with the ball shaped like a bean. <laughs> I wanted to stand up and go, that's a football, fool. What planet you living on? But for, for preacher, it was like a badge that I don't even know what that is because I'm always in the presence of God. <laughs> but. To a young mind, I'm looking at him and going, you're crazy. What's, you're weird. You don't know what a football is, and you're in your 50s. You're strange. I don't want to be like you. So they lost a generation. My grandparents planted churches all throughout California, but when I was coming up, I didn't want that because I couldn't relate. It was a world that I had no entry into. Guys, That is not what I'm talking about today. Tell your neighbor, thank God. That's not where we're going, okay? This ain't a message, we're we're just going to separate from the world. No, no, that's that's not what we're going to do here. Because Jesus said, I send you into the world. But what he's telling us here is not a, a, a physical come out of them. It's come out of there in your heart. And some of y'all need to get this today because, you know, when you come up under a generation like that, the pendulum swings way over here to where Christians don't do nothing. They don't watch TV. They don't go to the movies. They don't watch sports. It's just church, 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 church. They leave that and then they come way over here. And now it's like anything goes. I can serve Jesus and I can go sleep around. It's all good. I can serve Jesus and I can live how I want to live. It's all good. I don't have to give. I don't have to give a tithe because of grace. God understands. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. That's wrong, too. You know where the sweet spot is? It's found in his word. Can I get an amen on that? So we don't want to be way over here to where we're lawless because lawless people won't have the fruit that God wants you to have. In other words, is this. You won't have the life that God, Jesus died to give you. And listen, my wife and I, when we started this church, our whole vision is to lay down our lives to raise up a generation of disciples that will love God and lift others. Because when you do that, Jesus said this, if if I can just get you to love God and love people, you'll do everything else in the world, in the word by accident. By accident. You don't need to focus on the law. You don't need to focus on these rules. Just do these things. So, As we're talking about this series today, and we're just setting it up, we're going to be in here for a little bit uh, in this series every week, is uh, starting from 2 Corinthians 6, he says this, come out from among them, okay? Now, let me show you another scripture here, and this scripture here is going to 
it, it's going to shock you in some respects because it comes from 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 7. And again, I'm going to read to you from the, the Passion Translation. And what is so powerful about this is you've got to understand, Timothy is prophesying about a generation that is yet to come. Uh, this, this portion is 2,000 years ago. A guy in a tunic is writing about America, our generation today. And look what he says about this generation here uh, in, the, in the Passion Translation. It reads like this, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 7. It says, but you need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will become extremely fierce. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves. How many know we got a selfie generation? Y'all know that's not normal, right? Well, we got a generation right now that loves themselves so much, they just take pictures of themselves. And if it's you, you could go and delete your uh, Instagram after this, but hear me now. Because I'm not trying to put you down. I'm not trying to put you down. But we've got to understand why that's a little bit extreme. Because when I go places, I've gone a lot of places, there are so many beautiful things. So many beautiful things. And when I take pictures, I want to capture those things. But you got to love yourself a whole lot. When everything you take a picture of is you. Now, I, I, I poke fun at that, and I, it's a generational thing, and please, young people, don't be mad at me. It's, you know, we call that something different in my generation. That's all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not putting you down. This is what it is. It's different, okay? We call that weird, but that's a whole other thing. It's a whole other thing. Y'all, it's normal here, but, but listen, what it points to, and I'm not against selfies. Tell your neighbor he's not against selfies. Just to prove it, I'm going to post one of myself later on today, all right? I'll do that for you, Okay. So, but, but, but look what it says. People will be self-centered, self-centered, lovers of themselves. And look at this next part, and obsessed with money, obsessed with it. Do you know that's the generation we serve? That's the, that's the, that's the life we're in right now. Look at this. It says they will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander. Hello, Facebook, Twitter. What's, what's, you ever watch the news? The news ain't even news no more. The news is who's Kim K dating. That's the news. Listen, there's stuff going on right now in Venezuela that is world-shaking. When you turn on the news, you don't see it. You know what you see? Well, Kanye West tweeted today, and he made another America great. Can you believe it? And they go on for 10 minutes talking about a musician's view on Twitter. When a whole nation in, in Venezuela is crumbling, the average Venezuelan has lost 25 pounds in the last six months, and not because they're just getting in shape. It's because they ain't eating. The average diet is strictly beans and rice in Venezuela now. Do we hear anything about it? No, because we want to talk about this star and that thing because this is where we're at in society. 
they become addicted to hateful, malicious slander. This is why, guys, I tell you all the time, I don't care what political party you're a part of, but stay out of the gutter. That's cool. You don't like Trump, but be grown about it. Be grown about it. Don't be one of these people posting memes about your political party. and You could, you could read them and laugh at them, but don't be a part of it. I got no amens on that. Maybe because I said Trump. Whatever your thing is. Don't be a part of hateful and malicious slander. Let's go to the next part. Slaves, they are slaves to their desires. Slaves to their desires. They will be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. And with brutal treachery, they will act without restraint. Bigoted, wrapped in clouds of their own conceit. And they will find their delight in the pleasures of this world more than the pleasures of loving God. They may pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, see, this is the church folk. Tell your neighbor, he's talking to us now. They pretend to have respect for God, but in reality, they want nothing to do with God's power. Stay away from people like these, for they are the ones. Now, listen to this next part, ladies. Can I get an amen from the ladies? Can I get a strong amen from the single ladies? All right, I just want to make sure you're here because now, check this out. We already heard we're in a jacked up generation. But now he talks to the single ladies. And look what he says, single ladies. Stay away from people like these. You know what that means? Don't date them. No matter how fine they are. How much money they got. How sweet they are. How much game they got. Listen to this next part here. For they are the ones who worm their way into the hearts of vulnerable women. Spending the night with those who are captured by their lusts and steeped in sin. They're always learning, but never discover the relation, the revelation, knowledge of truth. Do y'all see that? That's some crazy stuff right there because it was written almost 2,000 years ago by a dude in a tunic. (laughs) He didn't know who Bad Bunny was. Some of you are like, I don't know who that is, Pastor. <laughs> he didn't know who Ariana Grande was. He didn't know your favorite pop star. But he's over here talking to you like he does. And he's talking to all the single ladies in the house like, hey, y'all, y'all, y'all hear that? Be careful because they're coming for you. Tell your neighbor they're coming for you. What do they want to do? They want to spend the night. Some visitors said, what kind of church are we in? They want to spend the night with you. They want to capture you with their lust. See, guys, you got to catch this. This is the world we live in. This is the generation that we're a part of. And the Spirit of God is telling us today, come out from among them. Be my sons. Be my daughters. Now, why, am I believe, why do I believe the Spirit of God is having me share this? Because there's so many of us. You're like that last part in, in the Scripture there. You pretend to have a respect for God, but in reality, you don't want none to do with his power. One other scripture says this, you got the form of godliness, but you deny God's power. Do you know how you deny his power? By not obeying him. Because when you understand how powerful God is, you're afraid to disobey him. 
I'm afraid to. Not fear like I feel like he's going to get me, but fear in the sense of missing out on the outpouring of his power in my life. Like when I tithe and when I give, I am motivated by the goodness of God to hurry up and get my seed in his hands because I, I respect his power. Somebody that doesn't tithe or give, you know what they say? You know what they're saying? They don't, they don't trust the power of God to move in their life, in their finances. They're denying his power. Do you know what somebody is saying when they, did, when they refuse to get their life right? Keep shacking up with their boyfriend, their girlfriend. Keep going out, tipping and tapping, creeping at night. Come on, somebody. Keep living like that. You know what they're saying? They're denying that God has the power to get your sex life in order. To get you free from pornography. You're denying it by not even allowing him the ability to say, God, I'll obey your word. David said, I'll hide my word in in my heart so that I won't sin against you. We deny the power of God by choosing not to live by it. But we still go out clubbing, but we in church on Sunday. Listen, we want you to come to church, but more than just being here, you got to get something from it. You got to make some tough decisions. Some of you are more aligned with the world than you are the people of God, and you got to change that. Yeah, but pastor, you know, it's just because of the church I went to. You ain't at that church no more. Yeah, but you know, my old pastor did this to me, and okay, you need to get over that. Because I tell you what, you can't be in prison to what happened to you. You got to go by the scriptures. And you got to allow God to pull you out of things. Now, young people, y'all went to a conference. Y'all got fired up. Why are we doing these things? Because we're trying to keep you from a world that will jack you up. It'll jack you up. It's what it does. Eats you and spits you out. And young people, if you don't believe me, uh, let me, I could pull about five guys that have been through some stuff and we'll tell you some things. Amen, men? We'll sit you down and go, oh, you want, oh, you want to be in the world, huh? Oh, you think it's cool to smoke a little bit, something, something. (laughs) Sit down here, son, and let me tell you what smoking did to me. It got me 10 years. Let me tell you what happened when I just decided to try a little crystal meth. The next thing you know, boom, I'm all jacked up. Do do we need to have those meetings? Because parents, you let me know, and we'll get the guys together. Amen, men? You think it's cool to be in a gang? We, we could tell them some stories, couldn't we? Maybe not me, but you. <laughs> There's a reason you shouldn't leave your house looking like that. Oh, Dad, you don't know. No, let, let, me, let me get some guys from the church. They'll tell you. Can you get an amen? amen. Are we good to the ladies, too? Young ladies, you want to leave the house looking like a street thing? Do we got any, do we got any ex-street things in the house? I know we do. I know we do. Because we can tell you what being like that will lead to. We can tell you. But what we're trying to do, and what you got to see God's word is trying to do as we, as we wrap this up, is he's trying to get you to come out from among them. And some of you today need a reminder because y'all getting too comfy with where you came from. Starting to creep on back. Starting to creep on back. 
You used to be like, now you're starting to creep on back, and you just go, I ain't, it ain't like it used to be, though. I can handle this. You know, I could do that. Starting to creep on back. But see, you forgetting what the word says, come out from among them. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be talking about interrupting the pattern. Come out from among them. How do we come out from among them? By embracing our new identity. The Bible says you're a new creature. Old things are passed away. Everything's new. Embrace that. Or as the youngins would say, rock that. Walk in that. You got a new identity. You got new clothing. You got a new swag. Come on, somebody. Rock that Christian swag. Rock that. You're holy. I don't get down like that. But no, you know what we like to do? We like to on the tuck go back to the world. And Monday to Saturday night, about 2 a.m. <laughs> on the tuck, that's where we at. Then we show up in here. Hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. And we had, you know, no, listen. You need to embrace your new identity. You know what I call that? Interrupting the pattern. Let's interrupt the pattern. Now, what is the pattern? That, that term, interrupting the pattern, comes from an industry uh, term or technique in advertising and marketing, but it's also been coined by behavioral psychology and neurolinguistics. And what it means is a behavioral interrupt is a technique to change a particular thought. It's a technique used by advertisers and, and people uh, to interrupt and change thought patterns, and behaviors. I got a quick clip I want to play for you. It's kind of the definition as this person here describes what this industry term means that they're using on all your social media and marketers and all this. This is what they're doing to you. Go ahead and put that up there. Can I let you in on a secret? Before you can hypnotize, influence, or persuade anyone to do anything, there is one critical thing that you absolutely must do first. Otherwise, you'll never have a chance of influencing or persuading anyone. So what's the one thing? You have to be able to get the attention of someone first. Let's face it, if you can't get someone's attention, then the likelihood of you being able to influence and persuade them is virtually zero. So what's the most effective way of gaining someone's attention? Especially when attention is at such a premium and everyone else is trying to do the same thing. You use a pattern interrupt. What's a pattern interrupt? It's a technique that purposely goes against the norm in order to capture someone's attention. These pattern interrupts can take the form of images, videos, text, even through conversational techniques. And the idea is to stop someone in their tracks by violating a typical pattern that they are used to in order to get their attention. Advertisers use these tactics all the time to draw attention to their products and services. And you can use them too. To learn more about pattern interrupts and how to use them, then check out the link below. Or just come to Elevate Life over the next few weeks. That's <laughs> what a pattern interrupt is. It's a technique to change a particular thought, behavior, or situation. I want you to understand one thing in the weeks to come. We are God's pattern interrupt to thoughts and patterns that are going all throughout South Sacramento every day. Yeah. Yeah. Act 
Acts 13, 47 says this. This will fulfill what the Lord has commanded us. I have destined you to become a beacon of light for the nations and release salvation to the ends of the earth. Guys, you're God's pattern interrupt. You're not supposed to be like everybody in your family. Somebody say, thank God. You're not supposed to be like everybody on your block, in your class, at your job. You're different. Come on. I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. I'm different. I had a flashback right there. Sorry. (laughs) We're God's pattern interrupt. We're God's pattern interrupt. Your life is going to be what gets people's attention for God. Can I I tell you something else? You're all God's got. You're all he's got. Think about who in your life doesn't know Jesus right now. Just get their mental picture in your mind. Get their name in, in, in your mind right now. Now, when we say they don't know Jesus, see, people, we lose the power behind that because you do realize that without Jesus, you do not spend eternity with God. Without Jesus, people go to a place called hell. It's not a popular idea, but I didn't, this ain't, I didn't make it up. It's in the Bible that there's one path to heaven. There's one path to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father God except through me. That's it. That's not a popular message because it tells a lot of people they're wrong. It tells people that serve Buddha, hey, y'all, y'all are wrong. It tells Muslim people, hey, yep, you know, the Muhammad thing, y- y'all are wrong. And it's an unpopular message. You know, you know why? Because nobody likes to be told they're wrong. But it doesn't change if God says it. If you serve Jesus, you got to submit to his word. And his word tells us the only way to get eternal life is through me. So understanding that, think of your cousins, your brother, your sister, people you live next to. That dude that you say is your best buddy. I was going to say bestie, but dudes don't say that. We don't say that, right, dudes? Some dude in the back. I, I say it. No, no, no. We don't say that, okay? Best buddies, okay? I'm going to get in trouble. But, but think about them now. And think about this, that you have ability to point them and give them access to Christ. But you know how you're going to do it? You got to be the pattern interrupt. You got to be the one that says, no, I'm not going out tonight. You got to be the one that says, no, I don't date dudes like that. You got to be the one that will stand in your word and stand up for Christ and be different. You got to come out from among them and you got to be separate. Why? Because this ain't just about you. It's not just about you. You are God's beacon of light for the nations. Somebody is going to make it to heaven because of your decisions. 
And this is why I got, and I pick on Christians all the time that like to live so close to the world, you can't tell they're saved. Call it old-fashioned if you want, but why you need to be in a club if you got Jesus? Call it old-fashioned if you want. I know drinking is not a sin, but why you need to get your drink on when Jesus said, don't be drunk with, with wine, be drunk with the new wine. Call me old-fashioned and we can get into debates. Well, I just don't think it's wrong. It's not a right or wrong thing. It's about interrupting the pattern. That's what it's about. Be different. Come out from among them. Are you guys tracking with me today? So listen, I want to encourage you, don't miss the next weeks as we get into this. Because I'm going to go after some things and we're going to pick apart uh, uh, these things that are hindering us in our church and in your family and in our lives. Because we're supposed to have some things that we're not yet walking in. There's more people that you're supposed to be reaching than you are. And the enemy came in and lied to a generation and said, if you want to win the lost, you got to be like them. It's not what the word says. You got to be different. You got to stand out. And I'm not talking about an outward thing. I'm talking about an inward thing. Anybody, y- y'all know me. I'm as normal as they come. I like sports. I like movies. My wife's like, no, you ain't. <laughs> it's jacked up, baby. <laughs> I'm not the guy that's reading my Bible seven hours a day and just locked in a room in prayer. I wish, but I like sports. I like movies. I like music. I like, I, I, I like things, but the things I like don't have me. And some of us in this room, you can't say that. You like things too much. You like things more than you like God. Put that scripture back up as we close in 2 Timothy again. Because I want, I want you to come to the altar of your heart before we leave today. There's nothing wrong with being real and there's nothing wrong with admitting faults. When God shows you something, don't argue with him. Just repent. Look what it says. You need to be aware that in the final days, the culture of society will be extremely fierce. People will be self-centered lovers of themselves and obsessed with money. They will boast of great things as they strut around in their arrogant pride and mock all that is right. They will ignore their own families. They will be ungrateful and ungodly. They will become addicted to hateful and malicious slander, slaves to their own desires. They'll be ferocious, belligerent haters of what is good and right. With brutal treachery, they will act without restraint, bigoted, wrapped in clouds of their conceit. They will find their delight, here it is, in the pleasures of this world more than the loving God. Is that you? Is that you? Is there something you love more than God? Is this something you're giving your attention to more than God? Come on, it happens. It happens. We'll put more money into hobbies than we will our own spiritual well-being. If that's you, you don't need to be all ashamed, put your head down, but you definitely need to have a talk with God and say, God, change me. Be the center of my life. I want you all to stand to your feet. God is going to unlock some things in our lives in the next few weeks. 
Hey everybody, Pastor Sergio here, and we just want to thank you for tuning in to our podcast. Make sure you check us out next week as we continue this series.